coming. While Clarice, have the lamb stopped screaming? After letter. Don't bother with the trace, I won't be on long enough. plans to call on you, Clarice. The world's more interesting with you in it. So you take care now to extend me the same courtesy. You know I can't make that promise. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. Bye. Hi, welcome back. I'm Annie. And I'm Ellie. And we are those spooky bitches! Yay! <laughs> Woo! Okay. How are you, Annie? I am good. Yay. I'm gonna say good because good. I'm alive and that's what matters. It's our We've standard. gone over that before. Yes. Yeah. Um, how are you? What's new? Uh, nothing's really new, honestly. I've just kind of been alive. Yeah, that's a good, th- good thing, you know. We love being Working, alive. trying to practice a lot of self-care. I actually had, <laughs> one of our spooky bitches is back with us today yes. and he just sneezed. Bless you. Ricky, the, sp- the spookiest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had a little bit of productivity this week, which is really nice because I'm always so tired and don't want to do anything. So yeah, it's been a successful week, I think, on that front. We got some new nails. I do. I'm in love with them. Y'all, I wish you could see them. They're like long... They have moons and stars. My little, like, witchy stilettos. They're like, yeah, she could yeah, cut you. I really did. <laughs> like, they, Ricky loves them, though. They he does. They good for scritches. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Enjoy. so what's, what are, what do we need to talk about? Okay, so, like, I actually wrote out a list this time because we always forget things. <laughs> and then I left it at work before I got here. It's okay. Um, so, yeah, I guess one of the big things is, um... Miss Allegra is amazing, and we got some stuff from her yesterday. Ooh, I know. Goodies. First of all, look at how pretty her little it's boxes and everything. Beautiful labeling, a nice crescent moon with some flowers. Very pretty. It's perfect. So Gosh. I know it's gonna be a little loud. What's it's in tissue. the box, Ellie? <laughs> What's in the box? That's seven moments. <laughs> What's in the box? If you haven't watched it, please do. Classic. Horror yeah, film. and Brad Pitt's in it, and my yes. um, anonymous tech guy has a man crush on Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. well, that's so, good to know. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I have to say he's pretty, pretty badass in that one. That was. I want to watch that again. Well, actually, yeah, I, I, I think I own it on Blu-ray, so that might be something I do tonight. Love that. Watch Silence of the Lambs last night, you which did? is where that nice little quote came from. Yes, yes. And actually, that's that's kind of where everything started for me. Whenever I was really young, the right, horror you said stuff. Your aunt, my grandmother, grandmother. Yeah, Sorry. my aunt too. Like she always encouraged everything. Uh, but yeah, like Hannibal Lecter was my first villain. But he's just the villain that you love. And I even love Matt's Matt Mikkelsen. Just don't get me started. He plays Grindelwald. For those of you who don't know, in the newest Dumbledore Secrets. And he's like one of my one of my like fictional hubbies. Yes. Um, but yeah, so um, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I had to do that little clip at the beginning because it's of our fitting. topic for today. Yes, we're going to cannibals. We are. But before we do that, so mine is on the bottom. I just wanted to leave it in here. I all I did was open this to look at them, and that's it. Okay, great. I can't wait to know what's in I'm the box. I'm trying not to like. Gosh, tissue paper, it is being opened. Yes, and this is just so sweet too. Yes, the note. I'm gonna open this. Do you wanna read it? Got like some little 
ASMR noises here. Yes. All right, so basically, like, we got a little discount, you know, from the stuff that we did get. But the thing that really, like, touched my heart and made me feel all kinds of good inside is she, um, Allegra, who created the items, she said, I will keep listening to you and Annie. And then, you know, she hopes that we like everything. She's thankful that we supported her. And, you know, we do support you, Allegra. We're sending people your way. And I can't wait to see what Annie thinks. What's her shop name? Her part. Oh, my goodness. Let me Let's see. Let's say moon. that. <laughs> like moon. moon Water Lightning. Okay, thank you, Allegra yes. of Moonwater Lightning. And of course, I will post that on. Um, oh, that's the other thing. I'll post it on Facebook, but or on uh, Instagram. But we did start a Facebook group. Yes, we did. So it, yes, we did. That's still up and coming. But like, I created that group, and there were like fifty something people in it like, yeah. within forty-eight hours. And yeah. I was like, woohoo! Let's so, go. <laughs> if you're in the group, awesome. Yes. I'm excited to hang out there because we can share all our spooky things. You can invite your friends. You can yes. post your topics you want us to cover or other things. You can make friends with other ladies and gentlemen mm -hmm. and she, he, theys that we love. Support. Yeah, that we that love true crime and spooky stuff so yep absolutely and like I said every Friday I'm going to try to make a thread where anyone that is listening like whatever your business is if you have an Etsy or just whatever your hairdressers whatever you are um you can actually like post on that thread and then like try to get business we're yeah. totally in support of you guys for that kind of stuff. follow Friday yes all right, okay. girlfriend. You can tell we have ADHD. We still haven't opened I know. The box. We're, we're just like, <laughs> dude, like literally the other day, I was doing so many things that I went up and down the stairs three times getting distracted doing other product projects. But not when what I was you're just to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just needed to do the laundry and I was doing everything but the laundry. I mean, I understand that. Nobody really loves the laundry, so. I just kept forgetting it. Because I was like, oh, <laughs> let me do this thing. Oh, let me go do that thing. And then I'm like, focus. And then I get distracted again. Squirrel. Okay. You squirrel yourself. I squirrel all the time. All right, love. Oh, my God. I'm opening Passing it. Passing this over. Yeah. I get to open this. <laughs> I'm so excited. In case you need two hands, I'm just going to. There we go. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is it? It's a trinket. I love the okay. rustic way that okay. she has things it's, to look the yarn and everything. Yes, there's a piece of teal yarn, which is so ironic because I'm literally crocheting a afghan for someone and it's the same yarn. Ooh, I didn't even know oh you crocheted. Gosh. Oh yeah, girl. I'm like 95. Oh, wait. Okay. What is it? It's beautiful necklaces. It's like, um, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. Okay. Okay. I don't even know so how to describe I, it. I got you. So it, first are the moon. They're moonstone. Like the, yeah. It's so like, you got that I'm one. Like, <laughs> I know. She's like speechless. <laughs> I got them both for us because you know that's like more of our like we're adults but still besties kinds of like things. <gasps> it and spins. Yes. It's like a fidget. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so pretty. We'll put pictures on the Instagram so you can see. But it's like this beautiful circular pendant that's like a stamped brass outline and the middle is like a moon circle <laughs> i don't know how yes. to describe stuff it's in the spectrum podcast both of the spectrum i love it i love yes. this okay love that and then i think this, this is, is a bracelet? really pretty is it a bracelet or an I've not opened mine yet. Like, I was waiting for you, so. Oh, girl. Do you have it? I mean, oh, you're going to yeah. open it next? Yeah. Or is it the same? They're the same. They just look a little differently. Oh, I love. Just a like, cute little bracelet or anklet, whatever you prefer. And again, you could, that could be sensory, too, like rolling the beads. It almost looks like, um, what's it called? How light 
Howlite crystals. Have you seen those? Oh, That's yeah. what it kind of looks like. And there's like little, six little beads. That's so pretty. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And there's like care oh. instructions in there as well. Oh, you know, yes, like a, how to take care of them and everything. I love it. Hi, Ricky. Hello, oh, I'm buddy. so excited. I literally couldn't be more excited. I love jewelry. <laughs> my mama. So much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Allegra. So that's your that's your like late birthday plus us oh, kind of so having sweet. a twinsy twinsy thing. I love thing. a BFF thing. Yes. Okay, great. What else we got? What else is on the agenda? So aside from that, I think we're pretty much caught up. I feel okay. like, and you know, um, both of us too. If we think of something, we're just gonna squirrel it and and say go it. with it and say it. Say it out loud. <laughs> I'm so excited about today's episode. I'll show you mine too. I know I say that always, but I'm very excited. Okay, let's see. I want to see yours too. So mine is a blood moon. Oh my gosh! Look at that! <laughs> I love a blood moon. Yeah. Uh, How fitting! I've got my little new jewelry on a new moon day. It's like you planned it. <laughs> it's so like pretty. Yeah. So they look all universe. almost identical, except for it's like more personalized. Hers is a blood moon and then mine's just the regular moon yeah or um, regular full moon my, my bead my beading is a little bit different yeah too. but yeah oh, I, I was just so excited because like i got an email saying your package is here i'm like what what <laughs> i have a package and i, I love was so when excited. packages arrive because it was the language. day before the podcast it's the best so i will try to move all of my crinkly paper over here so we're not crinkling it the entire time <laughs> I don't know that anyone would really mind, honestly. I mean, I feel like if you're hanging in with our podcast and our ADHD and our everything else, this is just part of the part of the package. It really is. It really is. Okay, so today's episode is cannibals. Yes. Which is super exciting <laughs> for so many reasons. But I've had ever since I was little. This is so weird to say out loud, but I'm gonna say it because you. you if you're the purpose of weirdos. Yeah, you understand. <laughs> you're here with me. I've, like, had this weird obsession with learning about, one, serial killers. I'm super into serial killers. I don't know why. I can't. I think it's because I can't put myself in their shoes in a way. And I'm just, like, I could never imagine being that person. But I all, I'm specifically, uh, I almost said, like, a weird word to describe it, like, enthralled by. But, like, I'm specifically, no, that's an ocean, specifically <laughs> interested in. And um, I've been teaching Finn the five oceans. That's what we learned That's this week. Cool. And yeah. so I have Pacific Oceans on my mind, I guess. Um. Well, I did say Ossifer like 75 times last <laughs> so week. So true. And my dad busted out laughing. Because that's just, like everyone in my family says it that way. And I'm like, that came out of my mouth. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it came out like twice. <laughs> Maybe three times. I don't remember. Um, but in case you're wondering, there's five oceans. The Pacific Atlantic, the Antarctic, and the Arctic, and the Indian Ocean. So don't say you didn't learn anything on this podcast. Uh, but I've been specifically, there we go, interested in people who eat their victims and just people in general. And, you know, not all cannibals are murderers. Let me say that. That I do you know. want to you know, kind of bring that up, too. Like, it's not just something that we're looking at in this form of murder, but it's cultural. It can be cultural. It is survival. Absolutely. Um, so there is more than, you know, and I mean, this has been around since we have been around. You know, it's been going on for years to, for so many various reasons, whether it be, you know, just you're straight up, not quite, I don't know how to put this, um, basically just killing for fun or for taste or whatever, then whether being in a precarious situation. I guess that's right. what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Like, if you get stranded somewhere and... I've read several books like that. You know, you just really don't know. Or if, you know, 
We'll just save the details. Use your imagination. What would you do? I want to know. Let's put it on the Facebook group. Let's ask a question. What would you do if you on a, you got deserted on an island well, and actually, you had no other source of food? Would you eat someone or no? There is a section of the book World War Z, which is phenomenal, guys. If you have not ever read it or listened to the audiobook, amazing. But um, there is a section where, because you know, it takes you at the beginning of the war, during the war, after the war. But people started migrating up north because the zombies or the undead would freeze. But they started to starve, and they had to start eating people, mm-hmm. you know, as they were, you know, up there waiting to yeah. come back down and everything. So okay, I mean, you know, it's like read that it. under these to. things. Like if you don't time, the audiobook's amazing because it's, okay. it's, it's it's like every single chapter is a person's perspective. Perspective. I love that. And like Alan Alda is one of them. Okay. I mean, I'm just like that alone had me like, oh, yeah. I'll listen to this and they've yeah. been filling in and a bunch of other people, but it does cover stuff like that, like cannibalism, because you have to survive somehow. I mean, what are you gonna do? Exactly. You can't eat snow. Exactly. Forever. I mean, you can you can try, but I uh, feel like it's not gonna work. No. 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 <laughs> okay, so we have two. We got our two cases. I'm gonna go first and tell you guys about my little lady. She wasn't little, but my lady. And then after that, Ellie will tell her case. So let's just get right into it because my little lady. <laughs> I don't know why I keep calling her a little lady. She's got it's a, like there's nothing about this woman that was a fragile or gosh, small in any way. No. <laughs> This, she literally is called the female cannibal lector. Oh. That is her nickname. So, I know you'll enjoy. Heck yeah. Um, but this, I don't know what it is with me in Australia, but I really keep picking a lot of cases from Australia. So, here's another one. Uh, this is the case of Catherine Knight. <laughs> Ricky just bought it, brought us his ball, so... So sorry for those who are listening. <laughs> but this is a case of Catherine Knight. If you haven't heard of her, then get ready, because this is wild. And I know we started out strong with a severed pig's head in the first episode, and I wasn't really sure how we were going to top it, but listen, sister, we did. I wanted to just, I don't know about yours, but I just wanted to say also, like, we're an explicit podcast, period. Yeah. Basically just on the content. Yeah. And Annie and the few people here that know me, I have been well behaved on here without dropping F bombs every Girl, five seconds. me too. Because that is what I do. But I'm sorry, I'm just going to let you know ahead of time, very explicit content today because of what's happening with these people. People. Yes. But also, I may not be able to hold back some of my uh, language, depending on what we're hearing here. I don't think you'll be able to. Okay. I don't Let's know. Do I don't know. I was, the first time I ever heard of her, because I, as soon as we said we're doing cannibals, I was like, I know exactly who I'm doing. Because I, this is just, and this, okay, I'm just going to start. So this is trigger warning, right? Just for the whole episode, probably, mm-hmm. but definitely cannibalism, right? Mm-hmm. Hence the title. Lots of gore in my case, specifically animal violence. Again, I'm sorry. <laughs> Physical abuse, mental abuse, and sexual abuse, um, and just violence. Straight up murder. Really tough stuff. Okay, great. So Catherine is a uh, woman, obviously. She had a, I could talk about her for hours, so I'm going to try to give you kind of the bigger highlights of the, towards the end of her, she's not dead, she's alive still actually, but um, towards the end of where her like cannibalism started and all that. Um, But essentially she had a really troubled past. She had parents who were named Ken and Barbara. Um, They had a terrible marriage. Ken was an alcoholic. He was abusive. He would R-A-P-E-D 
Barbara up to 10 times a day. He was very violent with Barbara. He did not hurt the children, allegedly, did not hurt the children, but unfortunately Catherine was abused um, sexually and other ways by other family members. So this is kind of like one of those nature nurture cases again, where it's like, okay, did she really ever stand a chance or was it just gonna be how it was because of her upbringing or is it her personality or both? Um, but anyway, so long story short, her mom, Barbara, was very vocal about the abuse that she was taking from Ken, her dad, so Catherine's dad, Barbara's husband, and, you know, she would tell, Catherine is a twin, she has a twin sister named Joy, and she would tell the girls, and she'd be like, this is what men are like, men are awful, we hate men, men will R-word you, men will hit you and you know we just hate men and all men want is sex and blah 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 she just said all this stuff to them and just kind of like raised them to believe that men were these evil awful creatures and so that's kind of like how her life started but Catherine was good at school she was always well behaved she had a couple incidences where she would um got into it with kids on the playground i think she attacked a, a classmate at one point but not like more than just hitting and things like that for the most part people said she was good in school and didn't really have a lot of issues she would just have these random behavioral issues um but then also some people said she was a bit of a bully so i guess it really depends on who you're talking to if you're wondering about her past but she ended up going to high school and dropping out about age 15 because she was illiterate so i don't know how she got that far with being illiterate but she did and she dropped out and went on to work in, I think, like a sewing factory or something for a little while. Um, she ended up getting, you're gonna like this, she ended up getting gifted a set, a really nice set of butcher knives at one point because she was working at a butcher. And uh, It's always the ones she, I know how to carve. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. So she gets this beautiful set of butcher knives. She ends up taking those with her throughout her life and she would always hang them in her house where they were like readily available. And when she was asked about it, she said um, that you never know when you'll need them, you know? Just never know when you're going to need your knives, True, I guess. You know, just got to sl slice it up. But I mean, think about it. That's like everyone's number one at home and in the horror movies and everything. Grab the butcher knife. I mean, like, I have cooking <laughs> knives, but you I don't know? have, like, a nice... I don't Display. have them hanging on my wall, you know, they're not, but she also had an interesting taste for decor, which this isn't part of what I was going to talk about, but something I um, came across when I was reading about her case and I thought it was funny. She would like, she had a lot of, um, like decor that was like animal carcass, preserved animal carcass related mm -hmm. to the point where she even liked to hang things on the ceiling. So she just was one of those friends who really liked interesting. We'll just say interesting animals hanging around them without pulses, you know, <laughs> can't relate, but here we are. Um, so in 1971, Catherine was working in a slaughterhouse. She worked in the boning room. I don't know why I'm laughing because I'm 12 years old. <laughs> well, I mean, um, <laughs> I guess we're laughing for two different reasons. I'm like, yeah, no, that butcher shop right there. But <laughs> um, she, her favorite thing or the thing that she was best at was removing the meat and the bone marrow from the animals. Mm -hmm. And she was really great at her job. She loved her job. She always did it well. She didn't have any issues doing it. People said she was always on time, always got her work done, did a beautiful job. Um, and she loved, loved her job, and she was great with a knife. And so, you know, that's kind of where she was. She's just hanging out, gutting animals for a living. And um, she meets this guy named David Kay. I don't uh, know how to pronounce his last name, but his name is David Kay for the purposes of this podcast. And um, he was an alcoholic, and they started dating, and every time he would get drunk, they would 
physically fight. And that was kind of the home, like I said, that was modeled for Catherine. Yeah. So it would make sense why she might feel comfortable with someone like David. Go with what you know. Right, because he probably reminded her of her father. Of course, that's me speculating. Um, but of course, Catherine is a... She is going to get down with a get down. If you come at her one way, she's going to come at you right back and ten times harder. So he wasn't ever really able to like physically hurt her or overcome her. They just ended up fighting a lot. So when he would attack her, girl, she'd go right back at him. She did not back down. She said, nope, I'm going to hit you too. Ha ha ha. Um, they ended up getting married in 1974, um, which my note next to that was WTF. Because, I just, this is in my head right now. You know, I mean, but also no judgment because we all do things when we're in a situation that maybe we wouldn't have done because we love somebody, yeah. right? We've all oh, done yeah. something big or small, whatever it is. So no judgment, but they did get married. Um, and it said that like Catherine really had to convince David that he was just not really feeling it, but he was too drunk to know <laughs> a difference. So little old drunk David and big old bully Catherine, that's not fair to say it, but it's the truth, uh, went down and got married. And on the night of their wedding, they were going to consummate their marriage. And they did uh, one, uh, from what people were saying, it was either one time or three times. But three times was the most common. And that's important because, um, you know, after that third time, David fell asleep. He was like, I'm out, girl. Tapping out. I yeah. can't do anymore. I've had enough. We went round and round. I'm drunk. I just, I, you know. Fought some more I am, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I don't, I can't do it. I'm all out of stamina. But Catherine, she was mad. She was like, listen, you're supposed to do this a bunch of times. My mom told me that we're supposed to do it at least five times on our wedding night because men only want that. So why aren't you doing that with me? That must mean you don't love me and don't care about me, whatever. And she's looking at David and he's sleeping and she's like, I'm all strangle his butt. <laughs> so she strangles him. Oh my God. She strangles him while he's sleeping and uh, he doesn't die. He wakes up and he's like, what is going on, Catherine? Why are you strangling me? Like, this is nuts. So then, you know, they fought again. Uh, but they stayed married. <laughs> And he continued to fight and drink for about 10 years before their relationship wow. ended. Yeah, they ended up having two daughters together. Um, but after they had their first daughter, so Catherine's daughter was maybe around two months old. And David was like, you know what? I literally can't do this anymore. This is too much. I need to get out. He sneaks away in the middle of the night. He had, um, had been having car trouble. Okay, so long story short, they got in a fight. Catherine got mad at him, hit him over the head with a frying pan. David's like, That's I'm the second thing to do. Right. David's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna press charges on you, Catherine, but I am gonna run away from you. So he gets his car fixed because he had had some trouble with his car. So he takes it to a mechanic without Catherine knowing, gets his car fixed. And under the cover of darkness, this man escapes. He says, room, room, leaves his daughter with her and just gets out, you know, just gets out. So long, crazy bitch. So <laughs> Catherine, exactly. So Catherine wakes up. And he's like, um, and she's like, where'd he go? I, I don't know where you are. Well, it turns out David and his mother had escaped to Queensland, I believe, in Australia. And they were trying to make a new life. So Catherine's walking, takes the baby out on a stroller walk and is swinging the baby around, acting a damn fool with this baby. And people are like... Like legit Swinging, swinging her, her violently not like on a swing no no okay, like wow. taking the stroller and violently swinging it about as she's walking uh and she takes her all the way to the train tracks and leaves her on the train tracks and goes and <laughs> it's not funny goes and gets an axe and runs into town threatening to kill people luckily 
a bystander saw the baby and got her off the tracks right Ooh. before the train hit. Okay, that was my So, question. baby survives. Catherine um, is in town with an axe. So, the police are like, hey, boo, I'm going to need you to stop that. This is not okay. You're going to have to come with us. We think you have a touch of the postnatal depression. And we're going to need you to go inpatient. So she goes, and she goes to a local psychiatric hospital, which she had been there before for a week or two because she had been dealing with some postnatal depression. There was also some, um, in some of the research I was doing, they said she might also have suffered from borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Which would make sense. But, of course, not all people with the psychiatric disorders that we discuss are murderers. I mean, I'll just be honest. Like, at first, for a long time, that's what my diagnosis was. And it scared the crap out of me. I would cry if anyone mentioned it. I did not, like, want to be what people had made me out to be right. or what made other people out to be with the same disorder mm-hmm. and I mean eventually over the years they took out that disorder and said that action you know did improve or whatever I'm a different level now but yeah like like you have this horrible horrible idea of anyone with that kind of a disorder to an extreme and it, it is upsetting trying to loop yourself in with that because not oh, yeah. all of us are like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, and Hollywood is really who kind of took all the mental yes. illness and like made it, you know, become this bigger issue than it really is. You know, people can live happy, healthy lives and have different diagnoses and you would never even know. Exactly. Um, so just because you have a diagnosis doesn't make you a murderer or a cannibal or a bad person in general. But Exactly. Um, Catherine had some issues that she needed attending to. So she had spent a couple of weeks in the psychiatric hospital and then her and David got into that argument. She did the baby stuff and then she went back. The police took her back to the mental institution for one day and then the next morning she was like, you know what? I think I'm going to sign myself out. I'm and done. so she let herself out, which I think is crazy to me. Wait, like, wait. That's, like she was allowed to She was allowed to get out. Just after a day. Right. That's not how I don't works. understand how that works. It doesn't because. Right? It doesn't make I sense. I know it doesn't work. So Catherine <laughs> gets out and she's like, hey, I'm going to head over to this Queensland area and find David because he left me and I am not a fan. And so she go. She can't drive a car. And I don't know why, but she wasn't able to drive a car. So instead of driving a car over there illegally, she finds an innocent woman, slashes her across the face with a knife, and says, I'm going to kill you unless you take me to Queensland to find my husband. And she's like, I mean, okay, I'll drive you. So she didn't really have a choice. And they took off. Well, luckily, this lady was super smart and resourceful, and she's thinking as she's driving, like, what can I do to get out of the situation? How would, how can I survive? So she pulls over at a little service station, and I don't really know how it went down. I don't know if she, like, tricked Catherine into it or if she just, like, pulled over and ran. But she pulls over to the service station, and she's, like, going to the worker. She's, like, call the police right now. Like, this lady's fucking nuts. Excuse my language. This lady's nuts. Help. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. And so they call the police um, again, and... Catherine's like, I'm taking this little boy that's in this store hostage, and I'm going to kill him because I don't know what else to do. Well, the police come, they talk her down, and she lets the little boy go, and she gets um, arrested again and goes back to the mental hospital because she needs to. Oh, yes. And while she's in, and I think she's in for a couple of, mon- a couple of months this time, but while she's in there, she tells all the nurses that she had planned to go kill David and kill his mom, and that she was going to kill the mechanic that tried to fix his car, because how dare he let her, um, how dare he help him get away from her, right? All this stuff. 
Okay, so that happened. So Catherine gets out of the hospital. Are you ready for this? <laughs> and David and his mother move back to the town to help Catherine because they stayed married and had their second daughter. This wasn't even when they ended their relationship. <laughs> oh my god. So they went on to have a little bit longer of a relationship and eventually it didn't work out and David was like, I'm done, I gotta get out of here. So he got out of there um, <laughs> and David lucked out. He ran. And then Catherine meets another David. This David is David Saunders. They start dating a few months later. They move in together. But David's like, I want to keep my own place still because I just like having my own space. Like, I just want my own stuff in my own place. And I'm sure in the back, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm speculating. I'm sure in the back of his mind, David's like, this woman is wild. I'm going to just keep it because I know this isn't forever. Um, and... He doesn't want to live with Catherine, really. So, But they do live together, but he does keep his place. And Catherine's like, I don't understand why you got to have this place. You're living this double life. You won't even bring your stuff into my house. Like, are you cheating on me? Don't you love me? Um, I just don't understand. Well, you know, they got into a little argument. And in order to intimidate him, she takes their, their two-month-old puppy and slits its throat in front of David. And is like, this is what I'm capable of. So, let me murder our dog. Which, I'm not sure what message that sends. I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, the last one should have known even then, like, your your wife that you're still married to is running around town with an axe and slicing people's cheeks open to get in cars. Mm-hmm. And then he still wanted to stay with her. Right. And, and I'm sure he had to have known about this stuff. Mm-hmm. If they're in the same town. Yes. I would assume like, that well, that would have been on the news. Are you hoping that she just got better? <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I mean, maybe. I don't know. But I'm just like, like subconsciously, subconsciously, if he still had that other place. He's like, mm, yeah. Something was out. going on. I also feel like part of me was like oh, aghast that she had done that to a, a puppy. But then the other part of me is like she literally butchers animals for a living. Like mm. maybe she's desensitized. It's no, no. But I'm like, what message is that sending? And you know what message it's not sending, Catherine? It's not sending, David, get rid of your second apartment and live with me. No. That is not the message. You're sending, run away from me. That is the message you're sending. I am around a lot of death, and there is no way that I will ever be desensitized from that happening. And I'm talking about pets, because I do work in that industry. Like, there's no way that I'm not going to be sad (laughs) or upset just from the simplest of things. Now, I have watched a lot of people die, and I know that sounds bad, but I worked as a nurse in the ICU, so I've seen, and also I've watched a lot of people in my life die, but that's for another podcast. But I've seen a lot of people death, and this, there's, it's very sad when people die, don't get me wrong, but an innocent animal is equally as sad to me. It is just devastating to me. So I can't imagine slitting a puppy's throat, not something I will put on my bucket list, I'll tell you that. So she slits his throat, slit the little girl, hurts the puppy, right? And then she's like, I'm going to hit you over the head with a frying pan too. So she hits the other David over the head with a frying pan. And she's like, oh, so sorry I did that. When she's questioned about why she did it. So sorry I did it. I was just, I was just a little cranky. You know, that's it. Just, just feeling, a little hangry. Just feeling myself just in. wasn't feeling it. So. Needed me a Snickers. No big deal. <laughs> Needed a Snickers. No big deal. Tee hee hee hee. Well, I guess Catherine's just real fertile. I don't know. And <laughs> let's just pop another one. <laughs> and so they have another. They have a daughter. So this is um, uh, Catherine's third child. So oh the daughter gosh. is born. 
And of course, they have another argument because that's all they do is argue. Uh-huh. And Catherine stabs David with scissors. Um, oh, my God. But before she did that, she smacked him across, across the face with a clothing iron. So she really beat the hell out of him. And David's like, you know what? I'm done. You're done. We're done. I'm done. And he goes into hiding, and Catherine tries to find him. He leaves his daughter with her and goes into hiding, tries to find it. She tries to find him. She never is. All of his friends and family kept his location secret. And, and this is, like, a little side business, but Catherine ends up putting out, like, a domestic violence thing on him through the courts. And so when David comes back to get his daughter, he finds out that Catherine's filed all this stuff against him, but he, like, never filed anything against her. It was, like, a whole to-do. Um, but isn't that horrible? So they broke up, and then she starts dating John Chillingsworth, and they were together for three full years. They had a beautiful relationship. It was super calm. There's no arguments, no nothing, right? So we're thinking, oh my god, maybe Catherine's okay. Maybe she made it. Like maybe that she got over that hump, you know. Obviously not, because she still hadn't eaten people in the story. So there's more to come. Going, you know. Nobody's been eaten. Lots of violence, no deaths. Um, Sex and violence. Do you want to know why they had a calm relationship, her and Lil John? Were they just drunk all the time, or high, or no? He was never there. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine had a side piece, boo. Oh. Catherine was with another John, so she did a David, a David, and a John, and a John. She she like she didn't want to mess up the names, you know. She was like, I don't want to. I like yelling the name David, so I'm gonna date. I'm gonna date two Davids, <laughs> it's easier. and then I'm gonna date two Johns, and I can't mess that up. Honestly, kind of smart. There, yeah, kinda, it is kind of smart. So she's she's cheating on John Chillingworth with a man called John Price, and John Price was a family man, a sweet dude. He would. He was just a good guy. He was stable, reliable incredible everyone loved john he just he was just a good dude and when he started dating Catherine, his friends were like really this one john you all right and he just like, really you know, you know, the whole ha- the whole town's been talking about her for like 20 yeah. years they're now. like <laughs> they're like john did you hear about the did you hear about the puppy i don't the train tracks you know? or the car hijacking or like the fine axing, pan the slicing any of that john um, when they first went out, or when they first got together, they would go out and have all these social gathering times with friends. They would get drinks. They would hang out. It was just kind of fun. Um, John had previously been married. He had three children with his ex-wife, and two of them were living with him at the time. The other was with his ex-wife. And the kids really loved Catherine. Every, it was just good. It was working out. Catherine had she a moment. Had, she must have had some kind of charisma in between like episodes. Something. You know? I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of murderers have like a... That that side, that little <laughs> that little gleam Very in her deceiving. eye. Um, but yeah, so everything was going well. John was uh, working in the mines. He made some good money. He was consistent at his job. Like everything is great. Everybody loves everybody. Catherine moves in with him. It's wonderful. And Catherine's like, our life is beautiful. Let's get married. And John's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Catherine. I have been married. I don't want to do that again. Let's just live this beautiful life together. We don't have to be married. Right? Totally back that up. Totally get it. And Catherine's like, like hell we will. Like hell we will. Now I shall verbally abuse you. So she starts verbally abusing him. Then eventually it leads to physical abuse. Um, and she was just vindictive. And they, this is when the argument started. They were arguing and arguing and arguing. And one night, uh, she got so pissed that he wouldn't marry her that he took a video. So John works in the mines. So first aid kits are something that they keep with him at work. He yeah. had thrown a first aid kit that was, like, out of date into the back of his truck, gone home from work, 
either forgot it was there or whatever. It was going to be thrown away at work anyway because it was out of date. And uh, Catherine took a video of it that he had it at the house and sent it to his boss. And he was fired from his job of over 17 years because Catherine was just pissed and wanted to ruin his job. So he did. So she did. How, how does he pay for anything, Catherine? So he's like, WTF, Catherine? Get out of my house. Like, I don't want you in my house anymore. You're in my house. How dare you? I can't believe you made me lose my job. I loved my job. I've been there almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Get out of my house. So um, they stayed apart for about three months. But slippity slip slip, here comes Catherine. Just slithering back on in. Hey, John. It's me, Catherine. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You got to marry me now. You need to marry me, John. Marry me, please. And John's like, no. I'm not marrying you. I told you I didn't want to get married, and you got me fired from my job, and we always fight, and I'm not into it. So, no. And Catherine's still mad, so they're still fighting. Every time they have a fight, John was smart. Every time they had a fight, he would tell his friends about it, right? So he would be like, he didn't trust Catherine. He didn't want her to spin a story about him. So he would tell people, hey, Catherine and I fought. This is what happened. This is what Catherine did to me. Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. I want Catherine to leave my house. She won't get out of it. I don't know what to do. Whatever, whatever. And she, um, one time he tries to kick her out, so he calls the police. And he's like, get her out of my house. And the police were like, we can't kick her out. You're going to need, like, a court order to get her out. Yeah. And, you know, it was just the whole thing. So they have a big fight in February of 2000. Catherine stabs John in the chest. And um, when the police come, Catherine's like, oh, my God, it was self-defense. Like, he was being violent with me first. Like, I can't do this. I need a restraining order. So they get a restraining order. Well, then they get back together. Of course they do. And John, at that point, John t- goes to work and he's like, okay, co-workers, if I don't come to work one day, 1,000% Catherine killed me. Yeah. If I don't come to work one day, it's because Catherine has killed me. And what I want to do is say, I want to say to John, what were you thinking? Why would you stay for this? You were such a great man. Mm-hmm. But I can't question John because I'm not in John's shoes. And we'll never know why John kept staying. But he did. He stayed. But he did go to the courts. He did say he wants a restraining order, and he got one. And Catherine was like, I don't give a shit that you guys a restraining order. I'm still staying in your house. So she does. And he's just trying to survive at this point. So um, a little bit later, John decides to come home from work. Catherine has had all the children. Okay, this is the part in the podcast where if you have a squeamy stomach, you're going to want to skip ahead a few minutes because it's about to get brutal. It's going to be a few more than a few minutes, but here we are. Um, all of Catherine has gotten all the children to their friends' houses for sleepovers. So John's like, oh my God, great. I can come home from work and relax. He goes and hangs out with the neighbors for a little while because that's what he did. Every single time he got off work, he would hang out with them, have some drinks or not, just chalk, chalk, just chalk. They would draw on the sidewalk with chalk. Just chalk. No, just talk. They were they're playing hopscotch with each other. They would just talk and hang out. And then eventually at 11 o'clock, John goes home and goes to bed. I guess Catherine had a key and came into the home after that. She has dinner, watches some TV. She takes a shower and she goes up to John and she's like, hey man, let's have a little sex. So they have a little sex and John goes back to sleep and Catherine decides that she's going to use the butcher knife that's in her nightstand. In her nightstand? Yes. So she keeps one in her nightstand. I, you know. Yes, As people do. <laughs> yeah. 
And she's like, I am ready to murder. So she stabs John 37 times in the front and the back. He did try to fight really hard and get out, but he didn't quite make it. Um, so basically she stabs him to death. She goes and takes a bunch of pills. We're not sure. I'm not sure what pills she took. I couldn't find that anywhere and lays down for a little nap. And the next day, John doesn't go to work because he's dead. And so it's not funny, but it is, you know, he doesn't go to work. And so his coworkers who actually listened to him were like, holy crap, John didn't come to work. Yeah. Catherine's killed John. Catherine's killed John. Call the police. The police need to go because John didn't come to work. He always comes to work. So the police go to the house and they show up to the house and they knock on the door. Tap, 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 tap. And nobody's there. They look around. They see John's truck is in the driveway. John is home. Cool. Let's take a little peek through this mail slot on the door. Well, there's a big curtain hanging in the way. And so they couldn't really see inside of the house. Of course not. And so they're like, all right, we're coming in. So they enter the home. First thing they see is blood everywhere. Everywhere. All over everything. All the things. This officer takes his left arm. He pushes past the big heavy curtain. And then as he takes a few steps past, he looks down and his arm is covered in blood. The curtain. And so he turns around to look at the curtain and guess what it is? It's not a curtain. It's skin. It's John's skin. She fucking filleted him. It's John's skin (gasps) hanging from butcher hooks. That really is straight out of Silence of the Lambs. Oh my gosh. She did it in one piece. She skinned his entire body. Okay, I have in to say one that piece. is skill. Yes, it that is. That is skill. In one but piece. What? Entire body in one piece. Oh my god. So the officer, I'm sure, God bless that officer for seeing that and continuing to stay in that environment. He near where the where the skin is hanging, he sees a torso on the ground. Um, there's blood over the walls, the floor. It's literally everywhere. And so they're like, okay, let's keep walking through. They go into the kitchen. In the kitchen, there are plates of food that have been prepared with numerous vegetables, potatoes, gravy, meats. And so they're like, what is happening? What kind of dinner party is this? And they hear some snoring. So they hobble over to the bedroom and guess who's just sleepity sleeping? (laughs) Little old Catherine. Hey man, that was a lot of hard work. (laughs) Just taking a nap. Just nighty night, sawing logs, and they're like, "Ma'am, wake up!" And apparently, <laughs> there's body been, parts as well. <laughs> there's been a massacre. I'm gonna need you to wake up, ma'am. Well, they couldn't wake her up, so they're like, "This lady is out." So they take her and they put her outside on the lawn. That's just what drag her up. Just like get out of here. You gotta get out of here. We don't. And I mean, honestly, they probably didn't know if she was the murderer. They're probably just like, "What if the murderer is around the corner?" You know, and it's not her. We don't know. I mean, it, they assumed, but you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> so they go back in, and they're like, okay, we got a torso, we got skin. Where's the rest of the body? And they see there's something on the stove a-brewing, and it is the it's head. The head. It's always, they always boil the heads. <laughs> it's the head. And, and they unfortunately, always it with vegetables. Sweet John's head. I feel so bad, because, like, this was a human being, and yes. I know it's, like, Ha ha, kind of like because it's, it's, but it's so. More of a, like, seems, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. it seems so fake. Like, but this was real. This was 
real life. So I am very sorry. I don't want to disrespect John and his family in no, any way because these are all people who are still living. And I'm so sorry if this is your dad and, or your friend or your cousin. This is awful and it should never happen to anyone. And, you know, I can, I don't wish bad things on people, but if I was going to do that, it would be Catherine. Um, but his head was in the stove, or and not in the stove, excuse me, in a stew cooking on the stove. So then forensic investigators show up and they're like, okay, we got to see what's going on here. Based off of all the blood splatters, they can tell that John was originally on the bed when he was stabbed. Um, he was stabbed on the front and the back of his body. He did try to get up and run. He tried to reach for the light switch. He tries to make it down the hallway, but they can tell um, because the blood is getting lower and lower that he was kind of literally running out of energy that as sense. he's trying to crawl out. He's bleeding to death, you know. They, they found her asleep in the bed, right? So she's just rolling around in his blood anyway. Uh-huh. Sure is. So it ended up that he made it all the way to the front door based on oh, blood evidence. And then there was a drag mark where he was dragged backwards by Catherine. Oh, my gosh. Um, and the good news is, which there is really no good news in this situation, but they say that based on the uh, report, he was completely deceased at the time that he was mutilated. So on the plus side, he, yeah, he was all he endured was the stabbing. He didn't have to physically experience the rest so that is good. And after so much um, blood loss, I mean, you, you pass out anyways. Yeah. She ended up laying him down. She skinned him first, right right where his skin was hung. She skinned him there. And then decapitated him and put his head on the stove. Um, in the kitchen, she also filleted his back muscles and separated them into five different pieces. And she baked them. She had four place settings at the taber, taber, table. <laughs> Each place had a piece of meat on it, and there was the additional fifth piece of meat was given to the dog. Um, and there were nameplates at the table for each plate. Do you want to know who, yes. who were on this? His children. The names of his children. She had set up a cannibal dinner party with the names of his for children for his family to consume him. Um, after she killed John, she showered. She changed clothes and left the house. This was around 1130. At midnight, uh, John's bank card had a withdrawal for $1,000. They were never able to find this money, so they just assumed she like buried it, buried it and was going to come find it later. Um, obviously, she was immediately detained at the scene because... Hello. Uh, yeah. She ended up being in a coma for four or five days, but when she woke up, she had no memory of the event. Of course, they never do. She dosed herself on something so heavily that she put herself into a coma. Out. For me, it would be Benadryl. That's what that's what put me in a coma uh, for four or five days is Benadryl. But here we are. She does say eventually that she killed him, but it was because he was abusing her, and uh, that's why she killed him. Her brother came forward, Catherine's brother, and was like, she told me she was going to kill him and get away with it because she could just act crazy and blame it on being crazy. That's what she's been doing for years. I mean, it's it's worked in the past. <laughs> um, so she originally pled not guilty. She entered a not guilty plea in her, when her trial began. But as the trial went on, she changed it to guilty. And some people speculated that she was going to plan to appeal this later, her trial later, because she was going to say that she had a plea of insanity when she pled guilty, it was during a psychiatric event, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the psychiatrist, she was evaluated by two separate psychiatrists, and they both deemed her, like, appropriate to stand trial. So that was not going to happen. 
Um, she did have some instances during the trial that were interesting. Like at one point she had asked to be, bless you, Ricky. And it's an allergy kind of day. Um, at one point she had asked to be excused from the portion of the trial where they described the injuries to John's body. Because she just didn't. Because she didn't think she could handle hearing it. Uh, but the judge was like, absolutely not, Catherine. You're going to sit here and listen yeah. to this. The judge did offer. This is like one of the one of the rare cases where the judge was like, jury, if you don't want to hear about this mutilation, you're welcome to be excused from this Dude. portion. Dude. Uh, because it was That's so. Bad the judge has to be like. Wild. <laughs> wild. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that was offered as well. Some people said that when she was listening to the portion where they were discussing his injuries, she was inconsolably screaming, um, and ha- they had to like attend to her because of her reaction. Um, but you know, she had never done those types of behaviors before, so people were kind of like, "Why are you doing this? You know, what's going on?" Um, but she ended up being charged or not charged she was pled guilty and she was convicted she was the first woman in australia to be convicted of a life sentence without the possibility of parole and the judge wrote on her case file to never be released they put on her file don't ever let this girl out under no circumstances zero zero percent chance of leaving this please god she's had enough chances um she did apply for an appeal in 2006 because she claimed her sentence was too severe for her crime. And the judge was like, no, ma'am. It is <laughs> no. not. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, but yeah, they ended, up de- they ended up determining that obviously this crime was premeditated and an act of revenge. Um, she's currently still alive and in prison. And she's a member of the church there. She is in the women's choir. And she's a nice little leader that all the inmates look up to in prison. Um, but yeah, that is the story of Catherine Knight. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> I just, I don't know how she kept going and going and going and things just kept on snowballing because we didn't keep her in the proper ward that she should have been to be Sure did with. not. Sure did not. I'm Failed by the system again. Yes, I'm going to sneeze, I think. No, I'm not. It's okay, okay. bless nope, you. I didn't. <laughs> we made it. But yeah, isn't that nuts? Hanging, but it's, it is. It's just it's that same exact scenario. Whenever they take Hannibal to Memphis to meet the senator, and then he ends up flaying that cop and spreading him out in the cell. I just I don't know I if she ever. Why they call her that now. <laughs> yes, I'm not sure if she actually ended up consuming any but she's of still him, cooked. Yeah. but she sure did get close. So technically a cannibal because she prepared the food. And we're just going to assume that she, like, licked her fingers at least. Something, yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought about doing Belle Dennis because I saw her listed, and I was doing quick reading well, over her. I don't her. know who that is. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Okay. Oh, not cool, but, I mean, like, that's, like, a cool <laughs> I, like, story. love her. She's my idol. Like, oh, well. she was, it was another one of those kind of crazy, insane stories, but it's, like, some people said that she did consume because the bodies were, like, literally carved like turkeys, but then other articles did not say anything, so that's why I chose not to do her. Yeah. Because I was, like, I don't know if she did or didn't. Well, we're going to count Catherine. So, yeah. Uh, I, I have one for a story, but I even wrote down, like, several snippets of, like, the other stories. So, there's all these, like, other little ones. If we get ch- a chance to do this, that's fine. If not, um, because there was, like, one one story, too, like, sometime in the last several years, a guy was on a Greyhound bus, and then he decided to just start cannibalizing this guy next to him. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. I know. It's insane. So, that's, like, one of them. 
I'm but sorry, yeah, what? I just yeah no, there were so many things. I'm going to take a sip of my soda before okay. I uh, great. Have a sip of your soda. Here's your Annie sings break. <laughs> I don't know. And now for silly songs with and now, Annie. Oh yes, silly songs with Annie. I forgot my tea. It happens. So yeah. Alrighty, let me see if I can do my notes this way. Nope, you're not gonna work that way. Okay, yeah, maybe. Okay, so I did this guy because it was very, very interesting, like, what happens in the end. But, anyways, and I hope I said this right, it's Isai Sagawa. Oh. Um, he was a Japanese guy, very, very small, uh, less than five feet tall, very delicately framed people, what I was kind of to describe. Must be nice. <laughs> Not me. No. Nope. I, like, I, I need this. What's it like to be delicate? <laughs> I, I've never known. <laughs> um, and he was always attracted to taller women anyways. But he met this uh, one woman and it was like a German teacher I think that he knew and he had remarked that he would like to taste her at one point. Like he didn't tell her but he would just, you know, thought up to himself, hmm, you know what? I wonder what would it be like to taste this lady. Listen, I've heard that before, but I don't think he means it the way uh, that no, I... Okay. No, 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 mm-hmm. definitely not the good way. No. Um, so, no. Uh, committing <laughs> to the fact that he wanted to murder her, he went to her home one night, and since he was small enough, he could actually fit through her, like, small window, and when he arrived there, he just noticed that she was asleep, so he sat there and watched her for a while, and then finally, he grabbed up an umbrella to assault her with, and she woke up. And she chased him out of her apartment. So, you go, girl. <laughs> As she should. That's right. Get yes. that man. That delicate man. That little delicate man. And so, he failed, obviously, in his first attempt at killing someone. So, he committed to finding someone else that was more to his liking. So, he moved to Paris. That's easier. Someone that's easier to get. Oh, and I should also say... Wait, Paris, France? Yes. Wee oui, wee. Oui. I should say, too, his daddy got, like, change and has bailed him out of anything and everything anywhere. So uh, that little any little incident we have here, his dad bails him out of it. Of course he does. So he did. He bailed him out there. So little rich daddy, uh, delicate right? man. Yup. <laughs> yup. <laughs> so he decided to go on to Paris. So he was kind of looking for someone that he was attracted to. So he slowly started to befriend another woman. And according to him, he said that he loved her. And the best way for him. To demonstrate this love was not just in wooing her, but in consuming her. So he had a serious thing for like creamy little white girls. It's just something about the I did flesh. not know where you're going. Oh with yeah, that. no, I should have said that a little bit differently. But you know what I mean? Like that pale, pretty like skin is what he was. A oh porcelain lady. He porcelain. wanted a porcelain lady. Well, that's just how they, do, they also described it too. Like just that kind of cream colored skin, you know? Yes. Um, and blondes, of course. <laughs> so he, you did say it was an explicit podcast. I did, I did. But you know, things are happening today. <laughs> Actually, they are later. <laughs> So, um, yeah, no, no, mine trigger warnings are definitely cannibalism, firearms, creamy white necrophilia, <gasps> all kinds of, yes, all kinds of stuff. Okay. All right. Sorry, but Annie's face right <laughs> I'm just, she was truly shocked for two seconds. I'm shook. I'm shook. <laughs> I can't recover from I'm shook I can't recover. Okay, so he fell in love with this chick. Um, her name was Renee. She was 25. She was a blonde. She was well-educated. 
So he was uh, I learning. I love a well-educated blonde. I mean, you know, I, I like redheads and, and, and brunettes myself. Uh, but she taught him German. And they also kind of engaged in just educational discussions because it was someone that he could intellectually bond with. So he actually invited her over to his house one day because he wanted her to read a poem to him. So after she left his house, he went and he sniffed and licked the seat where she had been sitting. Okay. Just putting himself in that position where he wants to prepare himself to actually eat her. Okay. Again, not a euphemism. Not Um, that. Not that. So, the next time she came back over, he asked if he could record her reading the poem to him, you know, for a second time. And so, he sat down on the floor with her, Japanese style, offered her some tea. He laced it with whiskey so it would kind of mellow her out. Uh, Okay. Off to the side, where she's not paying attention, he has a 22 rifle that he had, quote-unquote, bought for protection as soon as he got in Paris. Okay, not and a it was Yeah, exactly. It was set up. It was near him. So, he tried to engage with her sexually, and she refused him. Right. So, after this, he gave her the book of poetry and started the recorder. Is she, sh- okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's fine. Keep what? going. No, I just... What? He gave her a lick of whiskey. Uh-huh tea uh-huh. there was a rifle uh-huh. he tried to have sex and she's like nah dog uh-huh. and then she's like yeah sure I guess I'll read your poem on. <laughs> well she doesn't know he has the rifle but all that other stuff oh, okay. is yeah. okay. no he has it like right. ready in, in the wings just waiting I guess sure you know yes. to each their own it's like okay like I don't like you like that um, so yeah he gave her the book he started the recorder and as he um, was listening to her read he went up behind her and shot her point blank in the head after this fact, he was still trying to engage her in conversation. So she's very dead. Yes. And he's very talking to her very dead. Yes. And he thought that it was odd that she was not responding to him. What? Yes. I have a question. <laughs> it's like, we need to talk. Do you not know how this whole dead thing works? Sir? So... The only thing that kind of shook him a little bit out of, like, what the heck, why aren't you talking to me, is the amount of, the copious amounts of blood flooding his floor from the wound. Yes. So, after that, he said it was really awkward of him. Like, he felt awkward that he needed to remove her clothes. But reality set in, and I put, like, not really reality, just did not set in. I am pretty sure that man has never lived in reality. Yeah. He, he said that after that, he felt the strongest um, ownership over her because she was finally his and no one else's. So, the first thing he did to actually, like, take a bite of her is he tried to just literally bite her on the ass, but it was too <laughs> tough to break through. Like, I mean, you got some tushy okay, back there. Okay, girl. And that girl you. has been doing her squats. She did her squats? So, yes. Yeah. Um, so instead of that, and here's the thing, like if you do, if I can also read like the other tidbit, like the mini ones that I looked up earlier, there's something weird about left breast with these people. He cut off her left breast, sliced it up, and ate it. He elaborated that the consistency, taste, scent, and textures of various different bits of flesh were likening some to creamed corn in taste and texture, and... The, the some other bits were soft enough to melt in your mouth raw, just like raw sushi. Okay, um, I'm gonna need a 
pause for a second because he said her titties taste like creamed corn and sushi. Just all kinds of very various different parts of her. And again, no disrespect to the victim. Okay, we are coping through humor. Yes. Because this is intense for me, and probably you too. I don't want to speak for you, but I feel overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> um. So no disrespect to her at all. And I'm so sorry that this happened to her. And if you are her family, I'm so sorry that you had to hear that this is what happened. I am so glad she was dead. For all of this. When this occurred. Yes, because there's so many people that will start doing this before. Yes, I'm very glad that she did not suffer. That she, if she had to die, that it was quick. And at least she was reading a beautiful poem. That's true. Yeah, she was... And also totally jazzed on the whiskey, I'm sure. Like, just... Yes. Completely relaxed. Had no okay. idea what was happening. Go on about the titties. So that does bring titties. some, you know, nice, you know, to the situation. Uh, so, yeah, that was just, like, part different parts that he's been trying all over. So, he decided to take different photos of her corpse, like, as he dissected it. And then he started engaging in necrophilia with the body. Great. Yeah. Really stellar. He, they said, because um, he's been in, in a lot of interviews, he said that whenever he held her close to him in order to engage with the necrophilia, he said that she let out a breath, which we all know is gas that's escaping from the yeah. body. Um, but he told her that he loved her in that moment with her last breath. So there was that. Okay. Well, sir, that's not how that works. Whenever he was done eating her for the first meal, and again, not in euphemism, he used her underwear as his napkin to okay. wipe up and clean up and everything. Resourceful, I see. Um, yeah, that's very true. Um, so the other thing is he tried to actually like bake the breast that he had, and he found that it was too greasy um, in the oven, you know, coming off. Yeah, it is, you know, it's, it's fat. <laughs> yeah. To which he moved to and preferred her thighs the most over everything. So finally... He took this desiccated, mutilated corpse to bed with him. Of course. Of course he did. Yes, he did. And then the next day, he knew that he needed to get rid of the body because it was going to start, you know, becoming more odorous. But it wasn't, so he just continued eating her. And he ate her from her underarm to her elbow, cleaning down to the bone. So he wasn't cutting. He was just chewing. I think he was doing both. He was, like, cutting some bits, but then, like this, it sounds like he was just chomping away. And so he said that, like, literally, I mean, yeah, all the way down. He said it was the most delicious thing he had ever tasted. Then. Gross. And I'm just going to give you a second to collect yourself. Yeah, I just don't even know what to say. Then he was really curious, and he decided he was going to literally eat her ass. Whole? Yes. He patted it out. So sorry. He did. He's gonna eat her asshole. He's eating her ass, <laughs> literally. And again, not a euphemism. Make it stop. He sat there. He patted it out, and he said that the odor alone, before eating it, was too much. <gasps> Bless you, Ricky. buddy. I know, Ricky. Me too, boo. I'm <laughs> not here for it. So he said he immediately spit out his first bite. Uh, yes. I know. And again, anyone that knows about the decomposition of bodies, the things that are happening throughout that decomposition, I mean, I wouldn't want to eat that either. You do still poop when you are dead. You do it. Yeah, it just liquefies. In case you were wondering, it, things come out. Yep. So um, then he attempted to fry 
the anus area. Okay. And it was still too stinky. Okay. So he decided, nope, not for that He part. had some standards. He did. And he his did. were no booty holes. Nope. Will not eat it. So, once more. No, he's already did that part. So, um, yeah. Flies actually started to kind of <laughs> get around the body, you know, as they as do. As they do. And so he chopped her up for disposal. And during this process, he became so aroused that he looked over and one of her dismembered hands was laying there. So he... Oh, yeah. Just... Yeah. After ejaculation, he decided to chew on her nose for a little while. I... Paying attention to the fact that the cartilage was very crunchy. And he just kept staring at her lips before he removed them to use later. I... Good call. <laughs> okay. okay. Alright. So he removed her tongue and went up to the mirror and watched himself chewing it up in the mirror. Like messing with it and everything. Then he gouged out her eyes. And I think it, I think they were they were alluding to the fact that he ate the eyes too, actually. Okay. Because he said that they went you know straight for the eyes. So after all of this, he bagged up some suitcases and bags and tried to dump them at a park uh, in a pond in Paris. But as he noticed that other people were there, he just dropped it all off and left it. So naturally, the police went the police were called because they noticed that there was a woman's head sticking out. So. When he was caught, because they ended up kind of coming up to the apartment, um, I, I guess like she had been missing or something, and that's where you know, she was last going to go, but police were called and everything, so that he um, actually confessed to everything that he did once the police discovered that there were still leftover remains of the body in his apartment. So he heavily leaned on claims of him being mentally ill, so, he was declared not competent to stand trial okay. due to mental illness, which, I mean, everybody is like, mm, that's some bullshit. Yeah, I don't love that, but You know what you're doing. We There's obviously something going on mentally here. Oh, yes, but it's not like... But it's like you he knew were what he was doing. aware that you were eating a body. And he had no remorse. He said it, was, like, in his interviews, he's like, this is just the most natural thing to me. You know, like, anything you want to eat, whatever, and, you know, it's just normal. It's natural. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Um, that is not natural, and, sir. And guess what happened when he was committed? 15 months later. Did he eat somebody in prison? Daddy bailed him out again. Oh, his dad. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, who'd he eat in prison? <laughs> Jeez. Okay, like, okay, so his dad's like, you know what, son? I told you to stop eating people, but I guess, come on. Yeah, let me I just forgive you. Let me bail you out. Again. So, um, they declared that he was fit to stand trial at that point. So, it was not even five years later that they granted him freedom and released him back into society. I, and they said that um, he even got a passport and was traveling, too, oh, after that. How dare you jet set? <laughs> so no, sir. Like, you just, that's what made me do this. That's like you literally committed this crime, and they let you go. And you just waltzed you just through an airport? Out. Exactly. You They're went to like, a whole other country. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, au revoir, Perry. I'm exactly. out of here. going to find somebody else. So what's crazy is like this guy is super popular. Like I think even now, because he has boasted about what he's done, he's gotten away with it and everything. He's written like four books. One of them sold I think two hundred thousand uh, copies. God, he's been on television. Books. He's been on talk shows. He's been in tons of pornographic movies. What? I would not lie to you. As a star, I typed in his yes. I typed in his name and then porn. I'm not gonna lie into Google. Did I click on any links? No. But. 
Pornhub and everything else. Like, yes, he is listed. He's there. He is legit. Can I ask a question? Is it cannibal related? I don't know. I didn't look that okay, far. Because I didn't want to click on the link. So I, I don't understand. need to know. As you should. I don't need Got to it. know. And I don't want to like yep. run across some weird snuff film or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, this, I get yeah. It. So, like, he is super popular now. I mean, like, all kinds of stuff. He's, like, started comic books. Like, for a little while, he tried to do that. Wait, how um, long was he in jail? Like, for 15 months, he was in the... That's it. In the psych... Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he, he was crazy. He was never... Allegedly. Yeah, exactly. And he was never actually, like, in jail. Never in jail, just in involuntary hold for 15 months. Yes. And then he was rehabilitated. Allegedly. Yes. And now he's a porn star. Everything. Yeah, he's been in a few films. And a comic. Yeah, he's done some comics. He's done, written some books. He's been on TV. And an author. I mean, just all kinds of crazy stuff. <sighs> <laughs> he's very popular. Popular little guy that got away with it. So, like, he has zero sense of accountability or wrongdoing, yeah. as many of the people we discuss are. He's happy to be the face mm. of the modern cannibal. He, what? Yes. Okay. He has done restaurant reviews. Oh. It's important for people. He's a he, food critic? Food critic. He's a cannibal who's a food critic? <laughs> Ellie! Yes! What have you done to me? I'm sorry, but the one thing he said, he's like, the only thing that will ever get me... The only thing that will ever, like, be the way for me to go is for him to be eaten by a Western woman. A white Western woman? A white, woman. blonde A white, woman. creamy white yeah, woman? Yeah, creamy white woman. So, okay, has he consumed any other people that we know Not of? Not that I know okay. of. All right. That was, that was, like, his main big thing. But I did write down a few other crazy ones because I ran across them in another documentary. Okay, these are different people? Yes. Okay, pause before you read other people. Okay. Holy... Dear God. <laughs> so, so I was like, this is going to... When I said explicit, I meant explicit. explicit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me shake it off. Okay, and I'm I mean, ready. like, I'm not trying to be rude here, but like, of all the places that a man would typically sexually, like, and just all that stuff psychotically go for, but that was the one thing he went for and not anything else. He that that kind of I'm just it gets me a little bit there. Eight. I feel like psychologically, if, what if there's like a slight more of a well, I don't want to say this in a way that would like offend anyone, but like if we're talking psychological tendencies, and he's straight going for anus and nothing else. Like I have questions about actual preferences when it comes to that. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to dig into the psyche of this person i just can't imagine eating a person period one period. two does he still have the recording of her reading the poetry Ooh, that might be a cool thing to look at how long did the recording go on um, and oh did it include was, the yeah yeah it did, did it include the all the things or the cons- consummation yeah. I, I just can't imagine we him have being questions. in this moment and putting stop and then pausing know? yeah exactly quick, like, you know? oh hold on a second let me pause my recorder like because he was so lost in that moment like he was still talking to her thinking she would for some reason wasn't respond to him right i okay. mean genuinely messed up it is nuts what do you think, Ricky? He's like, well, I'm going to sit in front of this microphone. <laughs> okay, so tell me your other friends. Okay, so I already mentioned, and I'm not going to even post something about the Greyhound guy, because that is just interesting to you, but... So these were just, like, I put bite-sized cannibal news. <laughs> <laughs> 
Stop. <laughs> um, so, again, not great at pronouncing names, but just kind of running through these real quickly. Andre Chikatillo, if that's how I said it right, he confessed to 52 mutilations and murders, but in actual, actuality, I'm sorry, there were actually more. Um, his mother told him that his brother was cannibalized by starved peasants when he was young. So this was his assumed reasoning for actually consuming other people. He would lure them into the woods, stab them, tear at them with his bare hands, chew off their genitals. Did he have your nails? Oh, it would be nice if he had nails. Sorry, that would help, definitely. Yes, he chewed off, yeah, chewed off their genital, genitals. Right. So that was like the first thing he went for. Okay. Bit out their tongues, gouged their eyes, and then he would keep organs and just take them with him. He was kept in a cage for the trial and executed in 1994. Wait, wait. <laughs> Whoa. You can't just breeze past me I'm like just that. like, there's so many of these that I could have chosen. But was it because of he was trying to avenge his brother? Uh, he used that as an excuse, I think. He's okay. like, I am like this because they were like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was eating them too, so yeah. yeah. And it seems to me like, I don't know that he was even really starving. I think it was just, I don't know. And I didn't even double check into that. Like, did his brother actually die? Can't, I have no idea. Uh, this was just part of a YouTube video, and then I was okay. looking it up. Then I was like, ooh, interesting. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. But. So, uh, Robin Gett, I think was the name, Reject. Uh, he led what was called the Ripper Crew. It was an estimated death of seven, or excuse me, 18 women. And this is where I was saying earlier, like, I don't understand it. They would always shear off the left breast. I don't know what What's it is with you people on the left one? breast. Is it the closest to the heart? Like, what do you... I don't um, know. So they would use a thin wire and shear it off, clean it out, <laughs> and then use it for sexual gratification. Then they would slice up the breast and each consume them later. I have so many questions, but I don't want to know it's any like, of the answers. I just want to know, like, I want to sit and listen to you tell me why you are the way you are. And I'm not like, dude, why are you the way you are? I'm like, I'm fascinated by what the hell happened here. Like, I... My, like, what the actual fuck? A nice Friday night for me is <laughs> some YouTube videos and some crochet in bed by 8.30. Yeah. And these people are taking wires to cut off people's titties. Specifically. Just the left yes. one. And I just don't know how that is possible. You know? What, oh, yeah. Why? What? And I, again, like, I'm curious to know, like, you, you ate this specific thing. You did this specific thing. So why are you going to those things? What like, is there the is deal? a direct What is the reason? Line to that. In the words of Cardi B. What is the reason? <laughs> I don't know who that is. So you don't know who Cardi B is? No. <laughs> okay. Listen, I li I'm just gonna say our listeners are gonna judge you. For no, that. that's okay. That's cool. Y'all can post me. You don't videos. know who Cardi B is? No, I don't really listen to anything new. Okay, fair. Like, listen, and, and what I do listen to is like way off the wall, different stuff. So don't worry, friends. I'll play Cardi B for her right after this, <laughs> so she'll know. Okay, I'll just add it to my Spotify. Um, I don't know. You could. Yeah. It may not be your thing. I, I, this is I don't want to listen to at least one song for you. Okay, fair. Like, I'm a very open person. Fair. So, oh, I will, you know, try it. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> so, Fritz Harmon. Okay. He was a homeless vagrant that knew how to butcher, butcher meat, so he started killing other vagrants. He would chew through the boys' throats and necks, nearly severing their heads, and the taste of blood would cause him to orgasm each and every time. Then he sliced them all up and sold them as meat on the streets. He oh. was caught because this dumb motherfucker okay. left a sack of skulls just out and about 
where he was next to the river. I mean, Ellie, don't you just accidentally leave your skulls lying I around? I do, but, what you, you know, at about? least one of them, you know, I need to gain it. Happens in to like all of half, us. You know, my little goblet or whatever. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing, too. Like, I didn't choose gain fish or Kemper because I figured, like, that's more of our direct, you know, classic stuff. I wanted to choose someone else, but all of them, too. I'm evil. Pure evil. And then Alfred Packer is another one that I did. So, he was the very first person uh, on trial for cannibalism in the U.S., uh, 1874, he was hired to take a group um, of hikers through the Colorado Mountains. Six weeks after the trek, he emerged in a reservation town looking fit and healthy. Oh, good for him. Yeah. He had all kinds of money to spend from all these wallets he kept taking out to buy stuff with. So, he blamed the weather for killing, uh, for killing the group that he had taken out, but... There were strips of human flesh all along the trail where he had been. Oh, so he didn't even try to, like, sneak off into the woods to eat. No. No. And then the bodies were found later, and so naturally he disappeared over state lines, and then he was caught and put on trial. Later on after that, because he ended up getting um, kind of released from that, because he had all these people that were like, oh, 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 it was the victim of circumstance kind of thing. And, you know, like, he had to do what he had to do, blah, 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 blah. And they all got him out of jail, basically. I mean, okay. I saw that movie that Reese Witherspoon did where she hiked through that thing, and she never ate anybody. I mean, so I know, feel like that wasn't necessary. It's like, you literally could have eaten all kinds of game that was out there. Or just, like, berries. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to need more than berries. Like... <laughs> I'm a big girl, and I'm going to need some sustenance. Me too, girl. So, yeah, um, eventually, like, uh, a little bit later, they looked at the skull and the bones of of the ones that were murdered, and they found that they had been knifed, and then hatchet marks were defense wounds on the victims. I wonder if he did it all at once or one at a time. I don't want to, like, picking them off, you know? Yeah. But how could... You wouldn't be able to pick them off without alerting all the other ones. Right. Unless it was all, like, shing-shing-shing throughout the night, you know? Where is so-and-so? Exactly. But then, would he travel with all the bodies? I think... I don't know. You just drag them? He just, like... Yeah. Anyway. He just left them there. They were found. But, yeah, so he was committed uh, to prison for 40 years. Thank God for that. And then his supporters won him a pardon. And he's viewed as what? a victim of circumstance and was released. I hope one day... I don't... Actually, I'm not even going to say that. Well, I mean, I'm just like, if we've I, discussed, if like, get, if you have to, that's one thing. I'm never going to murder anyone because, hello. But if for some reason I am falsely convicted of something, I hope I have enough supporters to rally to me to pardon. Like, because this Annie man is a sweet person and she would never do this. Literally killed all of these hikers he convinced that he would protect. Yes. And he got out. Yep. So. Yeah. Thanks, America. Because Wait, it you was have America, a cult right? behind you. Not right. that I'm like, every cult's horrible or whatever. You know, whatever. But, like. I mean, we should do an episode on cults. We should. Is, let's do I that. can add that to. Let me add that to the docket. It'll be all about. But that's another reason why I wanted to kind of add the other ones at the end. And there were so many. I just did a so few of them. Many. But it's just like. Ugh. I don't know. I was like, this is one thing. Like I said, it's cultural and it's survival, but none of this was survival. This was straight no, up. that was purposeful. You know. Mm-mm. It was a choice. No. He made a choice. <laughs> and it was the wrong one. Oh, my gosh. But what not an episode. To so, today, yeah, I'm going to add this right now. What an episode today. Today has been crazy. I don't know don't how you feel. Don't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I just feel so... 
shit. I feel, I'm about to say, I feel like I'm not an easily, yeah, easily, like, shocked person or, like, just, just thinking about this makes me tired and painful. <laughs> it's just, it's just overwhelming because, like, at, we do joke a bit and that's, like, the fun of this. But for, for, on a serious note, like, these are horrific yes. crimes. Yes. Horrific crimes. And the fact that, like, it sounds, to us, like, people who are, like, super into horror movies and stuff, like, for me, that's kind of how I, like, cope I yeah. is thinking about it. Like, oh, it's just like a horror movie. But this was, like, real people. Yes. The real fact business. that real human beings were involved in this and it affected, like, lots of people. You know, these these victims were people with family, with people who loved them, people who cared for them, and their bodies were absolutely horrifically disrespected, and it's just really terrible to think about in general. So it just feels, it's a very heavy topic. Um, so I hope we didn't, you know, hurt anyone's feelings by kind of giggling our way through it, but it's just kind of like how we make it um, through without, you know. If it makes you feel any better, that's just kind of how we are in general too. Cause like I have a very dark, dark history of mental health, mental illness. And I laugh and joke about stuff all the time that people are looking at me like, what is your problem? Yeah. It's just a coping mechanism. It's, it's just, what we do. Yeah. It's how we cope. I yeah. just, it's just so, like, it's just crazy to me to think that, like, I'll never understand what's going on in their brains when these things happen. And that's why it's so fascinating because, like, I'm going to have to go watch this guy's interviews even though I, like, don't want to give him my time. And he's, he is so jolly. But it's just like like this person murdered someone and then ate them. Mm-hmm. That is crazy <laughs> to me. Yeah. Like just that is not something in someone's personal history that I ever ever expect. Mm-mm. You know, and that they can just continue living and like this is like happened in our lifetime. Like we're not talking about like barbaric cavemen. Okay, we're talking about like no. these people are still alive. <laughs> These perpetrators are still alive. Catherine's sitting in jail with yeah. a bunch of women who look up to her. And I mean, you just think, you have to think too, like they would not stop unless they were caught. And in these cases, released. <laughs> at least, them. at least Catherine's in jail. You know, I just, I don't know. I can't wrap my head man. around how people would do what they do. But I, I do have like, you know, we Annie and I both know like we have like night terrors and all kinds of stuff, and I've had some pretty severe dreams so that I couldn't imagine this was actually happening to me, like in mm. real time. Like, oh no! Responsing and just responsing I, is not a word. But <laughs> if I if I'm ever a victim of something like that, I hope to be uh, gone quickly. Yes, and not have to deal with being aware of anything that's happening to my body. Oh yes. And like I said, luckily all these people were already gone yes. by the time you know things poor poor John unfortunately also had to kind of wait that out because he literally bled out trying to get away yeah um, but at least it wasn't for the the rest of it for the rest of it absolutely okay what's next week do we next know week? <sighs> what's on what's on our uh, little docket let me topic for next week next week this week was heavy so technically we have like just talking about horror movies cursed films what they mean to us kind of thing we can do that and then we can also substitute some other stuff in okay we have some pretty cool stuff listed out so annie and i may choose to go on and do something different 
at that okay. point in time and swap that for something else. So. Okay, well, to be continued. Ooh, what about what about that? The yeah, I'm down. Okay. I'm down for that. Cool. Okay, you'll have to listen next week to find out what we're down for. <laughs> um, thanks again to Allegra for the yes, beautiful jewelry. Yes, girl. Thank you. Thank you for following us and for our amazing jewelry. As always, we're going to put our pictures of the crime scene slash people involved on Instagram. We'll also put pictures of the jewelry on Instagram and um, how you can get to Allegra if you'd like to order your own necklaces and yes. bracelets and other things yeah and other things that she makes i'm gonna have to go look at what she has now um and that's it i think yeah oh our t-shirt should be here soon hopefully oh i'm excited. gonna make them well, i'm excited and it i think that they ship from like massachusetts so okay salem not really okay but still awesome i'm gonna pretend okay yeah, me too salem <laughs> um join our facebook group leave us some. Um, love over there and then of course if you want to email us with any submissions questions yes your opinion we'd love to hear it seriously please email us it's those spooky bitches the i is a one at gmail.com i got it right this time oh my God. and then also too i mean like i said we have the facebook group now so we can also uh, do things on there you can well. take it there and we're probably that's a great place for us to interact with you guys Yes, because um, we're so, always on there more so, so. Yeah, please come join us and be spooky what with us. us. What oh my God, let's start a cult. Let's Just do kidding. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends, have a wonderful week, and we love you. Love you guys. Have a wonderful night. Bye. Bye.